Hi, everyone. I'm Denise Vivaldo. And I'm Diane Worthington. And we are women beyond a certain age. <laughs> yes, way beyond. <laughs> and today, this is a mini-sode. This is about Diane and I. Kitchen disasters. Yes, we're talking some <laughs> cooking failures. Well, of course, it has to be a mini-sode because we've had so few oh, well. yeah, yeah. in our lives. But I think that it makes people, I'll tell you something. I learned a lot from every <laughs> disaster I've had in the kitchen. So I want to share one or two, and Diane's going to share with you one or two. Diane, you want to go first? Sure. All right. So many years ago, I was the director of a cooking school called A Matter of Taste, and I was teaching a cooking class on French cuisine. So I was going to do a cold lemon souffle. And when I made the souffle, it wasn't quite working right. And when it came out, it just, when it's cold, it doesn't necessarily expand in the same way that a hot one does, but it goes up higher. Anyway, this one was looking like a serious problem. So the 50 students in front of me who were like, oh, she knows everything. I look at it and I go, I'm not quite sure where to go with this. And, you know, I was, I was pretty new still. And then I just decided to taste it, and it was salt that she, my assistant had put in instead of sugar. She clearly hated me. <laughs> she must have had the greatest laugh ever. And another, uh, well, I think this is a disaster. When I had my daughter, I had a really good friend who was in the food uh, journalism, and somebody had sent her foie gras. So she said, do you want to come over and cook the foie gras with me and we'll make this fab dinner? I said, yeah, that sounds great. I'll bring the baby. So I'll, I was so nervous. I didn't know what I was doing. So I put Laura down in her little uh, kangarakaroo. That's what they called the thing. Who remembers that? Anyway, um, and we proceed to put the uh, foie gras in the, you know, to sear it. Well, I wasn't paying any attention, obviously. And I look into the pan and the entire pan is just an oil slick. <laughs> because foie gras is fat, kids. And you either sear it for a second on each side, and then you serve it with whatever, make your sauce. I was like, oh, my God, what if the baby does this, whatever. And I look around, and it's like an oil slick. And my friend looks at me and goes, Diane, do you know how expensive that foie gras was? I, and I apologized. And as a result... It's a great laugh that we have. That's right. Yeah. I mean, come on, an oil slick instead of the delicious foie gras. And finally, I thought I was so cool and whatever that I invited everyone for their my very first Thanksgiving. It was when Laura was like one. And I knew everything because I went to the Cordon Bleu. So my mother had always made the turkey, right? So this was my first year, and I had the whole fam over. That turkey... <laughs> I, you know, speaking of laughter, which we recently discussed on an episode, my family started laughing so hard. It was worse than cardboard. It was, you know, it was so dry. You just can't even imagine. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. It was the worst. My mother, of course, found it highly amusing because her turkey was clearly better. But anyway, I then decided it was time for me to go to Turkey Turkey Town, Turkey class, and subsequently I've made a lot of good turkeys. But anyway, those are my disasters. Come on, Denise. My father, up me with that one. One year, 
my parents, there was a lot of fighting about the turkey. <laughs> Italian fighting. Italian fighting. God damn it, Doris, you're <laughs> cooking the turkey too much. Don't tell me how to cook the turkey. I know how to cook the turkey. Well, sometimes the turkey almost went out the window. And I thought the turkey will hit a car going by on Venice <laughs> Avenue and some lovely family will be killed from the flying turkey. My family, there was a lot going on. There was always a lot going on. Yeah. One year, the turkey, my mother had cooked the turkey too long. And my father, I'll never forget, he said, this turkey's so dry, I think it can slit my throat. <laughs> and we all were laughing so hard. And my mother kept saying, just put a little more gravy on it. <laughs> just put a little more gravy on and it. And that wouldn't even help, right? And to this day, to this day, if something's quite wrong, I think I'll make extra gravy. <laughs> Now, That's a good one. Yes. My real disaster. I was a new chef. Beagle. And you knew everything, oh, right? Oh, of course. You of were... course. I was all over it. Right. No one was going to right. ever God, are we catch stupid? me. You know, I was so sure. I was so important. Yes. Self, self-importance. So right. self-important. I'm on a yacht. We have 100 people at a sit-down dinner. It was a very large yacht. But if anyone that's ever cooked on yachts knows, the kitchen is the size of the dining room table. <laughs> a small so, dining small room dining table. table. So, and this was the 80s. Paris Pastry was the biggest bakery in town. And I had ordered a chocolate mousse cake. And so I ordered 10 of them. All cut in 10 slices, so they'd already be cut. And we would just, the waiters could put the cake on the plate for me because I'd been cooking the dinner. And we'd add a little raspberry. It'd be beautiful. Well, they sent 11 cakes. And one of them, then I was told when I looked at the order, I didn't order them, the hostess of the party, had ordered a white chocolate mousse cake. And it was in the middle of the boxes and I just stuck the, all the boxes to the side because they didn't have to be refrigerated. A couple of hours into my warm, cozy little galley, mm. I noticed that there was, it looked like snow on the floor and actually it was a leaky white chocolate mousse cake that was supposed to go in the freezer, but no one had told oh me. Oh my God. And I was so new, I didn't check. Okay, in the, and later on, as, you, as you've been a chef longer, you open everything, you check everything before the guests arrive because you don't want to have this happen again. Well, the cake looked like um, somebody had sat on it. It was quite a mess. <laughs> and it was melting. And it was melting. Yeah. So I looked at it, and that's when Vicky, my party manager, who was a darling, came and she says, oh, Dee Dee, you know, the birthday boy, that white chocolate mousse cake is for him. Uh, of course. <laughs> and I thought, oh... We, this is not good. And I looked at the cake and I thought, oh, mother of God. And I ran to the bar and I found a half-breast champagne glass. And I took a scooper and I scooped that soft <laughs> chocolate mousse cake and I turned it into several scoops. Parfait. A parfait. <laughs> into the And then Vicky put a flower, uh, not a flower, I think, and a candle. And we walked it out, and everybody sang happy birthday, and we put it down in front of the, he was the only one having a piece. The cake was for him. And he said, oh, my God, this is my favorite cake. This is my birthday. And look at, you've made it such a beautiful presentation. <laughs> and I remember thinking, aha. Uh -huh. <laughs> and that was it. And I learned, one of my lessons in that really was also to never admit 
defeat or a mistake. Right. And just and, change it into something else. And just change it into something else. He ate it. Uh, I don't, I, if he asked, I think he may have asked to take the rest of it home. We said, oh no, we're sending you a fresh one tomorrow. And we went back to Paris pastry and got him a new one. But I'll never forget it. But when I was ice skating in the chocolate mousse cake on the floor of the fancy yacht, I remember thinking this wasn't supposed to happen to me. Right. But of course we knew it all when we were starting Always. out. We were so smart so and smug smart. and you know, when I think, it's so embarrassing when I think about it. Well, now. you know what? That's what's wonderful about becoming a woman of a certain age Thank and you. beyond. We have learned that one, there's just so many things that we used to think that were critical that aren't critical. They're so unimportant. So thought. unimportant. Yeah. Yeah. It changes everything. And I think that cooking failures, to be perfectly honest, I, I mean, I have had one other one that was when I was a new cook, not long before I went to chef school. I would, all the, all our friends, this is with my first husband, came to our house and I had gotten a big old London broil, they called them, you know, it's Oh yeah, London broil. London broil. And it's tough. It's a yep. tough piece of meat, but it's tasty. So I would, I bought it and I marinated it. Now I remember it must've cost 10 or $12, oh, my which goodness. was, yes, my God, that was like a half our food budget for the week. Right. But I was, you know, um, showing off right and so i bought this <laughs> london broil and i put it in the refrigerator for two or three days to marinate and then i cooked it and the table set and the guests are at the table and of course we're having almaden <laughs> red <laughs> wine not to be confused with the nights that i served matus <laughs> and did you have dubonnet to start oh, with oh <laughs> if i could have sweet vermouth yes yes but anyway I t I've got the steak out and I go to slice it. And you know, you take the little cook's piece there to make sure. Right. And I taste it and I realize that it's rotten. It's rancid. Oh. I think the meat was rancid when I bought it, but I didn't know any better oh in those days. Oh my God. Now, I've cooked it. It looks beautiful, but it's rancid. <laughs> and <laughs> my husband comes in the little, you know, we had this little tiny condo in the little kitchen. He goes, where's the meat? I said, <laughs> We have a problem. <laughs> and anyway, as I remember, I just had to walk out and said to everybody, you know, uh, there, there is no steak. <laughs> the steak has been removed. And you know, when I look back on it, we just ate whatever else, the potatoes, the beans, yeah. the salad. Well, that would have been very on point today. It would have been vegan. Yeah. <laughs> but when I look back, we had probably spoke, smoked so much dope before the dinner. I can't believe I even knew it was right. That's what I'm shocked to hear that you could tell the diff. I know. Oh, my God. That's a funny story. But oh I, I, I learned again. What would you learn from your pharaohs? I remember learning the smell, how important it was to smell your food. But, you know, Denise, it's such a good thing that you're saying this because one of the things in life, and this just goes across the board, yeah. certainly in cooking, your failures are kind of make you who you are. Oh God, yes. If you're always perfect and successful, blah, 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 you you just aren't going to be learn as much as when you screw up. You, you have... know, or when you serve rancid meat, <laughs> or a cold sweet dessert souffle that's made with salt instead of sugar. Listen, and those you know are the what? things that are memorable. That was never going to happen to you again teaching a class because I bet you checked every, every time. Every single after ingredient that. that was measured out and tasted it. And I sometimes when I make production notes, like going on the cruise ship and yeah. someone else is cooking my food, I say things like, 
I, I, I put that in the production notes. Like you might want to only use a three ounce ramekin because it's a hell of, you can get this many on a sheet pan and then they'll all fit in the convection oven at once. Cause otherwise yeah. 10 people aren't going to get their souffle at the right time because they didn't all fit in the oven. And sometimes when people say to me, how did you know that? I said, how do you think I know that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> From all the mistakes I've made. From That's such a good thing to know. So if you screw up, you know, you just, it's that whole thing again. It's like who you're with and who you choose to enjoy these things with. That's right. It becomes, it beca and then it's great because then you got the joke for the next X amount of years, right? I will say this, and this is my last, if we're keeping on track to make this a mini-sode. I'm at a dinner party. This is years ago on New Year's Eve. Yes. The young lady didn't know how to cook, and she had picked all these really difficult recipes. <laughs> of course. But she wasn't even a good cook. Of Do you course. know what I mean? To start yeah, that's with, embarrassing. I mean, she was yeah, inexperienced. So now it's 10.30. We have no dinner. <laughs> it's 11.15. Now, of course, we've drank every drop of champagne in the house. I finally went into the kitchen. I hadn't gone to culinary school yet, but I had entertained more than she had. I said, sugar, we got to get something on the table. You know, people are going to start to eat the couch. And she was just at a loss. Like deer in the headlights. Oh my God. It was hysterical. So I don't remember the menu, but I remember just saying, boil some water. And it was like having a baby. And we just threw some food together. And you know what? Everybody loved it and was fine, but I'll never forget we didn't eat until like 1230 that oh, night. Oh, God, that's a funny and story. People, and then, of course, after people ate and they drank so much because we were waiting for the dinner, everybody just kind of went, ah, and collapsed <laughs> on the couch. So, again, I, that's when I realized that um, never to cook recipes that I wasn't really solid with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I've, I've followed that line for a long, I have followed that rule for a very long time yeah. in my cooking career. And, you know, if you're lucky enough to have been cooking as long as we have, you know you know how to how to put the right amount of souffle dishes on the pan right. so that it's going to go in. Things that you have learned through your experiences. But I think the point is that we all screw up. It's no big deal. It's actually pretty funny. The, uh, and if you can enjoy it, then, you know what I mean? You'll enjoy it later. Turn it into something humorous. You know, sometimes it's a little too soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, yeah, right, right. But if you can turn around. Well, anything else, Miss Diana? We covered it? We've covered it, except that my final words to okay, you please. are, when you open your turkey, smell it first. <laughs> <laughs> there, and oh... <laughs> Always take that little plastic oh, package yeah. and out. take the stuff out of the the inside you know, of your turkey. I'm sure every <laughs> single person that cooks their first turkey is cooking that paper or that plastic oh, in their turkey. God. And because how just... would you don't know it's there? Oh my! It's God, so, so unfair. Funny. There should be a warning. I know, really. It's very the first time. So that's it for this All right. one. I agree now. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Women Beyond a Certain Age for recipes and other fun stuff. Email us your stories. Uh, everybody's got um, disasters, and I would love to hear them. And we'll share them. Absolutely. Or the first time you make mashed potatoes and you don't know you should keep the milk warm. 
Putting in cold milk in your mashed potatoes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, and then you think, mm, I didn't know the potatoes. Or you made them in the food processor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you had glue. Oh, and why don't why don't they ma- warn you about gummy mashed potatoes? I mean, it's so... By the way, don't put your uh, mashed potatoes in the food processor. No. They turn into glue. Well... On that note... On that note, we say... If you like any, if you like what you're hearing, Cindy asks you to leave a five star review. <laughs> I would never ask, nor would Diane. But too Cindy, embarrassed. you know, Cindy, come on. <laughs> Her livelihood depends on it. Please, <laughs> please. But on iTunes. But thank you so much, and we'd love to hear from you. Oh, Woman Beyond, of course, the prompting, the, because I can never remember two things. <laughs> Women Beyond at, at iCloud.com. Even I can remember that. You're please. good. You're good. For Thank now, you. Bye. Bye.